Oh, Dave! Now, do you remember before when we spoke about that upcircle beauty? I do. Yeah, we loved it, didn't we? We used their skincare. Well, Mrs. Dave did, anyway. And Mrs. Dave said I could say on the radio that she liked it. Upcircle Beauty, old, you will recall, upcycle leftover natural ingredients like kiwi water from the juicing industry into face and body products, serums, moisturisers, soaps, and that, right? They're all handmade in the UK and hand-refilled too. And they've got this return-refill-reuse scheme on the go, which means once you finish your product, you send back your packaging in a free post label, they refill it, and they send you back the exact packaging you return. So you save money and packaging every time you do that. Oh. Pretty cool. Now, UpCircle say that their UpCirclers, which is people like Mrs. Dave, I guess, have saved nearly 7,000 pieces of packaging. Pretty ace. Every refill is at a discount too versus the recommended retail price. So you're saving the planet and your wallet. There's never been, Dave, a better time to get your first UpCircle products because, as a Babbel listener, you get 15% off your first order. So go to upcirclebeauty.com and use the code Babbel to get yourself 15% off. That's B-A-B-B-L-E. Welcome to Sustainable 239. Welcome yourself all to Sustainable 239. Have you turned your fan off? Yes, I was just checking, but I have. Very good. Uh, we are your friendly little weekly environment podcast. In we all? Yes. Yes, well, welcome to our new listeners who's joined us after our chat with the wonderful Catherine Hayho last week. What we like to go back and listen to that some more. We talk about how just because there is an environmental crisis going on does not mean we cannot have a chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Yes. And what are we going to be poking our little chuckle sticks at today, Oh, Well, Dave, if I said the word or words non-fungible tokens to you... Mm-hmm. You might say the, the, the what? Or the, the well, who? I'd say fungi- fungible, probably is what I'd say. We'll come on to that. Uh, okay. But you, you might say the, the, the who, the who, the who, uh, the yes, who. There we go. The what? The, the, the which? The which? The where? The who? Uh, that's a very good question, and we're going to talk about what on earth, who on earth they are, because they've been in the news for environmental people this week, and it's all a bit controversial. So we're going to talk about that. We are NFT also- WTF. Exactly. We are also going to be talking about some water, Dave. Some water that uh, has been splashed in by Greenpeace. Uh, Greenpeace has splashed some big rocks in this water. I suppose you might call it a, a stretch of water that is in bad ecological condition. It's in it's in dire straits. <laughs> that water. Um, and we're also going to be talking about um, some extremely good extremely good subversive sorry 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 with you yes Yes, thank you extremely good subversive um activism by insulate britain um who have very much clapped on george (laughs) eustace mp's um well parade i suppose um so that's that's nfts the who um dire straits watery stuff and and clapped on very That's good. You are describing your music collection through the medium of the babble. 
mean, right? that isn't actually far off. I'm, my well, music okay. taste is getting older and sadder as I get older and sadder. Uh, yes, just the usual disclaimer before we talk about any of that. We do work for environmental charities, don't we? Oh, yes. But these are very much our own views. We are just a couple of talking heads. So, if anything that you Lovely. say very nice makes, you, makes you want to issue a primal scream, uh, then don't beetles off a letter to our boss, <laughs> but take it up with me and all directly, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, uh, you know, don't go at, at the top load uh, people. <laughs> go, go for us, not, not the top loader people. If for some reason you wish to support this shit with your money, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash sustainable. Thank you so much to everybody who does. We massively appreciate it. Right, shall we get on with it? Yes. Dave! Oh, well, sorry. Sorry, a bit tired. Oh, have you just woken up from an incredibly good night's sleep on a natural mat mattress? Uh, I haven't. I've been doing this blinking podcast with you, but that's exactly the sort of thing I should like to have just been woken up off of, because Natural Mat are an organic mattress and bed brand based in Devon. It's been going for over 20 years now, with sustainability at the heart of the business, and they've done things like won the Queen's Award for Sustainable Development a couple of years ago. Oh, Superb. How about that? Superb, yeah. Uh, so they say the majority of the raw materials they use come from natural, renewable sources, and they use organic, certified organic lamb's wool, which is sourced directly from farmers in the southwest of the UK. So how about that in your mattress? One of the things they're doing is a Mattress for Life initiative. You will like this, Ol. It is a circular mattress service. Hang on, that's what Peter Stringfellow... No, silly, not circular in that way. It's like you buy a mattress from Natural Mat, and when you're done with it, when it's reached the end of its springiness, I'm sure we all know what that means, (laughs) um, you can get them to take it away, and if they can repair it, they'll repair it. If not, they'll give you a new one and recycle the old one. So that's pretty cool. Now, if you want to buy one of these lovely Natural Mat mattresses, or indeed beds, toppers or bedding uh, you can get 15% off by virtue of being a Babbel listener. Go to naturalmat.co.uk and enter the code BABBLE15 at checkout, B-A-B-B-L-E 1-5 and you'll get your 15% off. This also applies in store uh, and you can go to their showrooms either in Topsham in Devon uh, or in Chiswick in West London and you get the same 15% off. Dave can't decide if it is good or not. Now, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. This is not about something I can decide whether it is good or not. Can you do that again, please? Thing all can't decide if it is good or not. Yes, quite right too. And look, you've got your own section after 239 episodes. How about that? My blessed little cherub. Uh, That's (laughs) making up for us canning prediction time 15 episodes in, which was your, the thing you liked. Do you remember prediction time? I remember prediction time. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't like that at all. Um, mainly because I was winning. Anyway, yes. right, thing I oh, can't yes. decide. I predict there'll be exactly 25,000 solar paddles going on schools this week. Blah, 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 blah. God, it was boring. God, you were boring. What I've had to put up with. Well, you should have got rid of me, shouldn't you? I tried. <laughs> Not very hard. It certainly does suck. <laughs> anyway, I'm still here and I'm still confused. And this week, 
I'm confused about non-fungible tokens, and mainly I'm confused about whether they're fungible or fungible. I can do the tokens <laughs> bit, and I can do the non bit, but I, is it a hard G or a soft G, Dave? Put me out of my misery. Pretty sure oh, it is a soft G. Uh, at least, well, the word fungible, at least in economic parlance. Oh, would you like to learn what the word fungible means? Yes, you could use the definition I put in the prep doc, for instance. Oh, go on then. What do you think it means? Uh, well, <laughs> if... Are we gonna, don't worry, we're going to explain what a non-fungible token is in a minute, but Ol, for some reason, is struggling with okay. the middle word. I say, so the fungible bit means it, a thing isn't meaning, meaningfully different from another of those things. So, right. for instance, a pound coin. So one pound right. coin, despite not being the same pound coin as the other pound coin is meaningfully the same thing. Right. So if you're if you're non-fungible, you are essentially fungible. Fungible. Shit. You're unique, right? Right. Okay, yes. So like as far as I'm concerned, you have two children. They are the same people to me. That's <laughs> nice. There's there's that, one child yes. and two child. Yes. And exactly. Yes. Exactly. And when you tell me that one of them has woken you up in the morning by micturating upon your head, it doesn't really matter to me which one of those that is. The experience is still the same for me. We're yes. not we're not going to put this in, or at least we're going to bleep it out. Um, but <laughs> can you tell me the names of my children? Of course I can. Go on then. Of course I can. Go, you can't do You don't know. <laughs> I can. I can. Go on. I can. But it's all right, we'll bleep it out. Go on, what are they? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't think you would have called it Stanley, but I think it's Stanley, but I don't think you would have called it Stanley. So it's... And whenever I send you a Christmas card or anything, I always have to make sure it's... I've, I've written... I've gone back and checked you something where you have written. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fungibility. Oh, right. So fungibility is, as you say, the idea that you can exchange one thing for another thing. Now, we have talked a lot in Sustainable, I think episode 58, maybe, or 57, 59, around there somewhere, about uh, things like biodiversity offsetting. Oh, the idea that you can take one bit of nature and chop it down, but you can make another bit of nature, and that's all right, that's made up for the one you've chopped down. And the very heart of that idea is fungibility, oh, economic thing. And often it is money, which is the medium by which a thing is exchanged for another thing. And whether or not you think biodiversity offsetting, for example, is a good idea, shut up and listen, is largely determined by whether or not you think it is appropriate to make a chaffinch fungible with a vole. That's just a sentence that I never thought I was going to hear anybody say. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I, I suppose it is true that that determines whether you think it's a load of bullshit or not. Yes, yes. Um, I, I I don't buy into the idea that ripping up, uh, you know, a four hundred year old bit of ancient woodland. I think you mean. A, I think you mean one unit. One. Sorry. Yes. One funge. Uh, <laughs> And replacing it with a slightly bigger patch of seedlings that will grow into trees one day. One point um, two units is one point two funges. I don't. I don't think that's the same. I don't think you can do that. I don't think there is an equivalent value because um, they are unique. So, what is a non fungible token? What is a non fungible token? Very, yes. I'm very glad you asked. Um, well, it's it's a sort of digital thing. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, and it's, still, in the, still in that science chart. We are still in that science chart. I checked today, actually. Do you know what number we are? In the science chart? Yeah. In the whole of Britain? I think it's what might even be the whole of everywhere. The, wor- the world. Uh, is it scarily high? And No. It's scarily oh. low. We've gone, we've gone oh, down fine. a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God for that. Uh, Number well, 75 that's... today. Oh, well, that's, that's all right. That's fine. Sure that's fine. better for humanity's collective That's, that's a, pro- a place. That means less likely we'll be noticed by people who actually want to learn about science. That's good. Yes, exactly. Um, so, look, it is a, it is a thing which, which gives a unique kind of ownership or, uh, own, or identifier to a digital asset. So it's trying to solve the problem of... I'm sorry, gives a unique identifier oh, to a I digital don't... asset. The thing is, I've written down somewhere what this is, but I can't find where I've written it down. So I'm now trying to remember from my brain, and my brain is a bad place. Um, if I have two beans, and then I add two more beans, what do I have? Some beans. <laughs> Here's what somebody else said, okay? Here's right, what somebody right. else said. Non-fungible tokens put digital art on the blockchain, <coughs> allowing creators to make unique one-of-a-kind art in the online world rather than just offline. So I suppose what they're saying here is, you know, Van Gogh painted A Starry Night and there is only one of those. And however many pictures of them, pictures of it are taken, prints of it are made, there still remains only one of them. Whereas with digital stuff, you've had this problem that like a JPEG, when it's copied, is exactly the same JPEG. And so ownership of it, uniqueness of it is not provable. And this blockchainy thing is trying to solve that problem. And maybe does. Go back and listen to episode 214 for more on blockchain and Bitcoin. When, if you think this was out of our depth, you wait until we get on to international currency in a currency that doesn't exist, right? <laughs> so, so we're not going to talk more about what the blockchain is. Suffice it to say, what Ol said, I think, is right. right? It's a way of making a digital thing ownable. Yeah, it's by yes, some. exactly. And when a, when a thing is ownable, that means it is valuable. Exactly. And, and obviously the point of like art the, in our disgusting monetized world is really that it's a currency. Like, you know, if if you want to go and buy A Starry Night, it will cost you a lot of millions of dollars. But the reason you do it is so that you've then got a thing which is exceptionally valuable. It's currency. And this yes. is a guest trying to make digital stuff um, equivalently tradable. And for it's being used in the music industry a fair bit as well. So it's it's seen as a wheeze that will get round sort of streaming, undermining the business case of things, where you would be able to buy a quote, you'd be able to quote own one of twenty thousand digit certified digital copies of an album. Yes, even though there are two million other copies of that album that are functionally identical, doing the rounds. Well, exactly, you would, you would be quote owning it. This is the problem with it, right? Like, I, I, I totally get that there is a genuine problem that needs fixing, which is that people who make art digitally, be it songs or design work, or whatever, just see it copied and distributed, and you know they get very little income from it, and it's that's weird, and that is a problem. And it's bad. And like streaming companies make a absolute metric shit ton of money and artists make very little money. And that is bad. But uh, I, uh, yes, 
Like there is, well, there's a, there's a journalist called James Ball who I'm sure lots of listeners will follow, and he he says in this thing I was reading, there is nothing practical to stop someone stealing a JPEG or a GIF of an artwork artwork they don't actually own the rights to, turning the artwork into an NFT, and selling that NFT. And the unwitting idiot, James says, who shells out sums often in the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars for that NFT has in, in effect bought a piece of paper saying they own something when legally they absolutely do not. So I'm not going to be buying any FTs is, is what I'm clear on. And I suppose that a final thing that someone else made the point of, but I think it's worth repeating, is that they are, and I've kind of said it already, but not this well, they are, they're trying to create scarcity where none exists. Mm. They're trying to make you, if you've got a million things that are all the same, a million peas, you've gone to Sainsbury's and you've bought a million peas and you've got all those peas on your counter, they're all the same. But what they're trying to do is say, no, no, see that P there, that P is the P. <laughs> That's the one you own, that one. And all those other ones, they aren't worth anything. They're just copies of that P. Yeah. And it requires us all to agree that it is conceptually that means something. Yes. Like in order to buy this, exactly. you have to conceptually go, all right, I will buy, for argument's sake, that this digital file is the original valuable one and all the other ones are not. You have to, like, we collectively have to think that is worth something. Otherwise, this doesn't mean nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. Which else are... nobody else would buy it off us when we come to sell it to some other muck. Exactly. Right. Okay, good. Now... Are you still with us? Are you still with us? I'm not. Am I, I still I'm with us? I'm very far from with anyone. Why um, does this matter? Uh, we're talking about it because someone was wrong on the internet. Someone was angry on Twitter. In fact, mm. a lot of people were angry on Twitter because... The conservation charity, WWF, the UK bit of them, because they're global, they're massive, uh, did a fundraising thing where it decided it would sell some NFTs of digital artwork that was like pandas and stuff um, in order to fund its work, its conservation work. And do you know what a ratio is on Twitter, Dave? No, I saw that in one of the comments. I genuinely don't. I assume it's something like, amount of likes but is that well it's that more is? like the the ratio of sort of positive likes and retweets to like incredibly negative comments and uh, quote tweets so, like, so if you, can, you put if, your if thing says, out that's there a, that's a good ratio it means what well they don't know it's always used in a pejorative so like if you've got uh, ratio it's like you put a thing out there which you think people are going to like and then like the vast majority of engagement uh, is people saying this is dog shit. And unfortunately for WWF, that is kind of what happened. Right. Um, so they announced their thing saying, look, you can... Um, you can buy this this one-off exclusive digital picture of a rhino. Yeah. You can buy that. Yeah. Money goes to WWF. You then own the rights to that yeah. thing. Even though there was like, they were putting a picture of that thing on the internet saying what you could own. Yes. Um, but it's like, no, you can own the rights to this thing. It's still a bit fluffy, this, isn't it? It is a bit but fluffy, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know, people were invited to bid for... It was like, it was an auction, you know? Um, so fundraising thing. They weren't being... Um, they weren't hiding that at all. Fundraising thing. Auction of these NFTs. They'd got some artists um, who had agreed to do the work. 
blah 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 and it was like i think 13 highly endangered um species you know charismatic megafauna type stuff um and you could own a lemur picture or you could own a panda picture or whatever it was um and anyway twitter went well it went twitter really randy off the internet no no come on leave me alone no mister it's time for night night non-fungible animals oh that's what they called them well they didn't yeah in the uk they didn't call them that but they in the german lot uh, at uh, WWF did call them non-fungible animals when they tried this before and uh, I think it was back end of last year and as I understand it Twitter in Germany went completely nuts about this and said this is a terrible idea what on earth are you doing yes. and that didn't appear to put WWF off <laughs> well it didn't because they did it again here anyway long story short there was an awful lot of negative reaction to this and we'll come on to why in a minute but the result was that in the end, WWF kind of, well, they sort of pulled it, but sort of claiming that they were always going to pull it. They, they sort of did a little bit of a reverse ferret and said it's a kind of mm. trial. It was always going to be a trial. Thanks, we've stopped the trial. Um, which I don't think is 100% what was necessarily their intention at the beginning. Um, but anyway, it's it's kind of gone quiet. And I think there's a certain amount of tail between their legs. So... We're going to talk well, not, about that because... Not we, if it's a rhino. What? Not if it's a rhino. If it's a lemur, I could see how you could have your tail Rhinos have tails. Not between their legs, though. It's a little stumpy one at the back. Lemur, yes. Tiger, possibly, yes. Panda, no. Uh, manatee, no. Ha! Shall we get on to whether this is good or not? Yes, and let's just recap where we are for the class, because I suspect some uh, questions will be arising at this point. <laughs> what do you just mean? We've, we've been completely clear about everything. WWF Conservation Charity puts a thing on Twitter saying, uh, buy the rights to this, to 13 images, uh, and the person who wants to pay the most for each of these 13 images gets uh, to win, and we'll have the money, and in exchange for which, that's your digital image, even though millions of other people can see it, but you own it. Yeah, And that is an NFT, and that is done widely by a lot of people, including footballer John Terry, footballer Andy Robertson, um, and who else? The mission of the Enterprise is to seek out and contact alien life. Good. What's wrong with that? Sounds fine. Well, there are... I think there are two main camps of criticism. And I just, I just want to be clear, like, I know it's Twitter, and everyone has strongly held opinions, but... It was really, really heavily criticised. Like, very big old pylon. So, pile on, not pylon. There wasn't a pylon no. involved. Sure. Um, sure. And and the, and the criticisms fell into two main camps that I could see. Uh, the first, and I think probably the most obvious and most legitimate, in my view, is that, as discussed in whatever episode it was, 214, I think, um, the the process of doing all this Bitcoiny NFT stuff, mm. blockchainy things, mm. is unbelievably energy intensive. Take our word for that. Go back and listen to episode two hundred and fourteen. It just is. It just is. Now, important disclaimer: WWF said, "Look, we're doing this with an environmentally friendly blockchain called Polygon, and they use a different." technology what a, what a time to be alive i know i know they're like well not different technology but but that, what wf is saying is every transaction on polygon 
I mean, I'm just saying these words as if I really understand words. it, but I they're don't. Just sounds. Um, has the, I've, taught, I've taught my mate's cat to, to meow when I say hello to it. That's, that's basically what's exactly happening. exactly what's going on here, yeah. yeah. Um, every transaction has... Right, hello, Dave here. Now, Ol took five minutes there to explain something in great detail, poorly, which can be summarised as the following sentence. WWF claimed this didn't use much energy. Looks like they might be wrong about that. Right, Ol here... Dave's done one of his little <laughs> snarky interventions because he's the editor and he can do that. But what he's failed to explain is that I was trying to say why they might be wrong about it, not just they might be wrong about it. Because I thought the why might be of interest. Shall we go on with it? According to the thing here, WWF understated the climate impacts of what they claimed by a factor of about 2,000. Yes. That's, which, a, that's a thing in there. That's what you could have said. I was that. coming on to that. That's my... That's my biggest criticism of this. Is that, yeah, right. Clever mathsy people and people who understand blockchain stuff have said, look, basically WWF appear to have been sold a bit of a pup here. It's not anything like as green as you think it is. It's massively energy intensive. A lot of people who are criticising him on Twitter were saying, like, this is, this is bonkers because you are using a process that it generates a huge amount of carbon emissions in order to help pay for the conservation of animals who are threatened by climate change and stuff. Like, it's really silly and it's counterproductive. Don't do it. Um, and of course, like these NFTs will be traded and every time they're traded, that will be using all of this technology again. So like all of these transactions, yeah, blah, blah, bad. So I think... I think I'm pretty comfortable with that criticism. I think it's a silly thing seems, to do. Seems open and from shut, that does it point not? Of view. Yes. I think yes. so. I think right. so. Okay, so the other camp is that people are saying, well, hang on a minute, but like NFTs, WTF, like it's... It, <laughs> These are just really silly things and you're buying into a kind of financialization um, of nature, treating nature like assets that can be traded and they only have value because you can assign financial worth to them, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there was a very good article, um, I thought it was very good, by somebody called Eleanor Cummins in The New Republic uh, who said, <laughs> I like this sentence, uh, WWF's entry into the cryptocurrency space raises a number of questions, including why? <laughs> Which are quite... Yes. Um, yes. And it's, I guess a question that we should have asked WWF, but we're not journalists, so we didn't. Um, but uh, she described it as a shameless fundraising gimmick, and I'm not sure I'd be that strong. But uh, yeah, she she said, it's the natural extension, NFTs for conservation are the natural extension of a philosophy that suggests asset ownership can save the planet. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, what do you think, Dave? That's an, I'm, I'm going horse. I'm going horse. I don't want to oh, talk Oh, you anymore. can get one of those on an NFT. Yeah. What do I think? I've got a lot more time for the environmentally one. I mean, I think WWF would say it was a fundraising gimmick. That's exactly what it was. It was a way to raise money for their work, using a thing that is increasingly a thing that people are happy to spend money on. Um, I was looking on the internet, people do it for other stuff. I don't think they're the only people that have done it. Like people will buy kind of charity related ethical things in order to get you know, NFT things to get money to causes. I'm not that sure as a fundraising gimmick, it's that different to 
those like animal rehoming places that say adopt poor brian the sad donkey uh five pound a month and brian is yours uh, and you know brian's not yours oh yeah spoiler uh, if you've got brian <laughs> so if you've got brian or, or equivalent or sydney's a sad sparrow um then probably you don't actually own brian the donkey or sydney's sad i can't say that you probably no. don't own it um sorry if that's broken it to you uh, but you should kind there of know be, that. there will like, be quite a lot of people who genuinely believe that they have literally adopted yes brian you haven't what you've adopted is the small part of the wage of someone who works in that organization that's what you've adopted yeah uh, and some admin costs and stuff yeah right um now it's a kind of fiction that everyone's going along with they are now um <laughs> which is like well i want to give some money to this charity but by sort of making it seem like a thing that i'm doing it's a th- it's it somehow feels better and it's kind of like i'm happy to do that and it, it, it generates money and at the end of the day like that's the point isn't it you are still helping donkeys or squirrels or you know animals right so i don't think it's i'm not totally sure just as a bit of fundraising what makes it dramatically different to that they're not actually selling you rhinos that don't exist it's just pictures of rhinos It is legitimate to have a go at people, I think, personally, the babble has done it, who say nature itself is a financial asset that is fungible, that can be traded. i got no time for that. It offends my values. I don't agree with it, right? Um, I, I don't think that, that is what this is, really. I agree that if you were of the mindset that thought nature can be swapped over for another bit of nature because it's fungible you might be more likely to think that like buying a fake crypto thing is a good idea but i don't think it's the same thing i think that's the bit the argument that doesn't work i just think it's a way that someone's gone let's try and raise some money out of this thing because someone will pay for it and if someone will pay for it well let's let them we'll have the money we'll put it to work what's wrong with that yeah you might be right you might be right um and there are Hello. definitely. I do also have sympathy. Say that again. You might be right. Oh, I agree with you all the time. What are you talking about? It's just because you don't listen to anything I say. Oh, you don't yeah, notice right. when I agree with you. Well, I'm always agreeing with you. Um, I, I do also have sympathy with the people who bought them. Well, I mean, I have no sympathy whatsoever. No, I do because, like, oh right, what happened to them? Well, because like they pulled the whole thing, so now the. The, the NFTs don't exist anymore. They oh, didn't, they didn't do it. They didn't exist in the they first place. Like, hang on, so wait a minute, they canned it. This yeah. thing didn't happen. Yeah. And so, because everyone, because of the ratio and because people got upset. Well, they didn't say. And this is this is the other thing I do think is a bit weird is that they, like they there's like no mention of it on their website and they, they've both pulled it but also not apologised for it. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure there is anything to apologise for, but... Either you're committed to it and you think it's a good idea and you don't care that everyone is criticising you and you're like, well, we're carrying on because we think it is good. Or you think, oh, okay, the people who are criticising us have got a point, so we're going to pull it, in which case shouldn't you sort of say sorry or at least acknowledge that you didn't understand it or something. But what they've done is is pull it, kind of claim it was a trial rather than (laughs) a thing, disappeared it from their website and said yeah, nothing not, about that's, it that's not and fair. there's quite a lot of people who bought the nfts who are now saying like can we have our money back please well the artists as well and, by the looks right of it, yeah are going 
Right, so we're not getting paid for this thing that we're now... That we're now and presumably they will give people's money back, right? I'd have you thought so. Hope. Um, I'd have thought otherwise, so. the artist wouldn't be annoyed about it. One of those, one of those two things. Someone somewhere is losing out. It's either the artist or the people who thought they'd bought a fake seal. Yeah. But either way, either way. So I've got more sympathy with the artists. I'll level with you. But uh, but yes, I believed implicitly that this was a work event. You're not going to like this. Is this centrist I... Dave coming out again? <laughs> Not really. I think Bitcoin is weird and bonkers. And we talked about that in episode 214. And I don't really understand why you would do it. But it's here and it's a thing. And increasingly, I think it is the future, like it or not. Right. I don't think this, I think this, you know, NFTs make a bit more sense to me in a weird way. Like, I understand why, what, what's happening there. And if people, it's a way of rewarding well, I suppose it could be argued, a way of rewarding the labour and the talent of people who create stuff that could be instantly nicked. Like, they're not... It's not inherently yeah. Yeah, a stupid yeah. idea. It's not inherently a stupid idea, right? And I, I think it's... What does it mean to own anything? Like, why do I still go well, to, we all have uh, to band camp able, or, to download a, download an album that I like, or well, rather than just listen to it on signalling self-righteous... No, it's not. It's because I want to give as much money to the artist as possible. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Like, you want to come on podcasts and say that you want to give as much money to the artist as possible when we all know that you were one of the first people nicking stuff off Napster. Fine. True. I stand fully accused and corrected. But, like, I don't know. I do think... Right. So, look, NFTs are weird, but they're not as weird as some other stuff. The power use is a massive problem. There's no two ways about it. That is a bad thing. And like, it's probably not clever to go around raising money for something which is using that much power and, you know, on the assumption that it's wrong. But, like, I don't know. Like, just because something is confusing and new... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, as you know, I don't, like confu- <laughs> I don't like confusing and new things at all. Uh, yes, I I think I think we're kind of on the same page. I I think they were naive. This is my view. I think they were naive about the power consumption stuff about the, and the ratios. And they should have seen the ratios coming, given that their German colleagues got the ratios. Yeah, right? exactly. And a thing I saw on Twitter, which we didn't cover in the Bitcoin episode, was the physical waste involved in all of this bitcoin mining stuff like there was this extraordinary picture tweeted out by a climate person uh kitan joshi i think his name is should know that he's quite a big deal in climate world anyway he tweeted out this picture of like a huge warehouse in which all of the computers that have been like fried by the furious bitcoin mining thing going on which just you know ends up killing all these computers were sitting piled up and so even if you are using like renewable energy which some bitcoin people claim uh you're still like just generating mountains of physical waste so i i don't think you really as a conservation charity want to get involved in that stuff given that it is pretty well known that it's bad on that front but i agree with you i agree with you that like there isn't it's not as clear cut that it is, it is an inherently kind of bad or problematic thing. I, do, I still don't think it is a thing. I still think it is kind of nothing. But I, yes. I agree with you also that it is clearer what problem it is trying to solve than Bitcoin in general. The whole Bitcoin thing of like, oh, we need like decentralized stuff. It's like, okay, maybe a little bit. I think there are bigger problems. Whereas this, like, artists making things that just get copied and nicked and there's nothing you can do about that, that does seem like a real problem and this seems like a way to solve it. So are we furiously agreeing? I think we might be. 
So, Schadenfreude of the Week. It's been a while, oh, since we've done these little extra bits of things. All episodes used to be like this, bit of this, bit of that, bit of the other. Uh, this is a now irregular section where we look at someone who's got their comeuppance and we sit back and have a little ruffle about it. Last time we did this, I think, might have been the Donald Trump Schadenfreude special. Oh, that was uh, a good one. Where, which was good fun, was it? Was it? I mean, it was kind of willfully naive as well. Like, we know that he's coming back and it's going to be worse and everything. Strike him down as you come back oranger than you ever expected. Yeah, but it was fun. Anyway, anyway, this is about now on the theme of uh, organizations who very smoothly pretend that the public ass kicking they've just been given was all their idea in the first place. (laughs) um, I want to introduce you not to the NFT, but what they called NFT, not to the NFT, but the MMO. Ah, the MO. Most, 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 most excellent agent we've ever seen. Yes, most excellent agent we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is the Marine Management Organization, right? What are in charge of, well, the UK waters, like managing them and stuff. And go back and listen to episode 203, where we talked to friend of the Babel, Chris Williams, about a thing called bottom trawling all. Can you remember what bottom trawling all is? <laughs> Yes. No sniggering at the back, as it were. Um, It's uh, dragging heavy fishing equipment along the seabed in order to hoover up certain things that you want, but in the process, just trashing said seabed and everything that's living on it. Very, very bad. Also bad for carbon. It, like, you know, releases all of the carbon that's locked up in the seafloor. Terrible thing. And it's supposed to not happen. It's in marine protected, not in areas. marine protected areas. That yes. is right. Uh, and it does happen. Uh, it happens in these places, which is scandalous. And Greenpeace did a thing which Greenpeace is brilliant at doing, mm. which is like a direct action that is both simple, creative, and genuinely obstructive. Uh, so what they did was they got huge, great big boulders, took them in their ship, and dumped them over the side in these marine protected areas. Now, of course, like a massive boulder going on the seafloor isn't going to cause any damage to anything other well, than the single starfish that happened to be underneath say, it. Yeah. There's a starfish who doesn't appreciate the gesture right <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but all of the others uh, will be fine. But what it does do is knacker up the fishing gear of the trawlers that are doing the bottom trawling. Uh, clever. Uh, and so it is very creatively making the point that, well, well, if you weren't trawling this, you wouldn't be having your broken fishing gear, would you? Um, so uh, they got taken to court about that. Uh, By the Marine Management Organisation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who were cross. And Don't come around here knackering our bottom trawling. Well, knackering the bottom trawling, what we're allowing to happen. Yeah, our day. exactly. Yes. And, um, well, the court were like, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So just so I'm clear, this thing that shouldn't be happening, you're saying can't happen because Greenpeace had done a thing. Yeah, no, th- th- exactly right. I mean, the actual quote was, uh, there's a licensing regime to protect the marine environment. This is what the judge said. Licensing regime is supposed to protect the marine environment. Greenpeace were trying to protect the marine environment. Should you be prosecuting them when they're pointing out that you haven't been protecting the marine environment? Right. And, right? Yeah. And so basically told them to sod off. 
Oh, it touches on the absurd, said the judge. That's right. That this litigation is happening at all. You, yeah, exactly. So just cross <laughs> it off. Like, it's like, why is this in front of me? I'm so busy. There's yes. so much to do. Why am I looking at this thing and talking to you idiots? This is ridiculous. And so told them to do one. And then uh, the MMO, who might ordinarily in this sort of process appeal and say this is outrageous, you know, the legal argument X is being completely ignored. Instead, they said this. Very exceptionally, the MMO has, in all the circumstances and taking particular note of the depth and the extent of the learned judge's comments on the matter, decided that the appropriate course of action is to propose to offer no evidence to all charges on the indictments against both defendants. <laughs> now, Dave, this reminds me of a little story. I won't take long explaining this, but there was a while back when I was self-employed and I had to do my tax returns. And then I stopped oh, being self-employed. And HMRC, the taxi people here in the UK, not taxi. Tax people. Ta- <laughs> tax hyphen Y, not T-A-X-I. Uh, they said to me, Oi, do your tax return. And I said, no, I haven't. I'm not self-employed. I'm not doing my tax return. And so eventually they find me. They said, you haven't done your tax return. Found you. No, they <laughs> they finded. Uh, <laughs> they, they find me and said, you haven't done your tax return. You owe us a couple of hundred quid. And I said, well, I disagree. Partly because you've got a rule that says the fines cannot be more than the tax that you owe. And we both agree that I don't actually owe any tax. You just want a tax return out of me. And at the most infuriating development ever, they said, as a gesture of goodwill, we're going to not fine you. And I was like, no, it's not a gesture of goodwill. (laughs) It's you being wrong. Tell me that you're wrong. And they were like, no, as a gesture of goodwill, we're going to let you off. You don't have any goodwill. You're the tax office. You're letting me off because you're wrong, but you won't admit. Tell me you're wrong. And they wouldn't. So this is... So they didn't say to you something like, very exceptionally, HMRC has decided, in all the circumstances, and taking particular notes of the depth and extent of your <laughs> objections on this matter, decided that the appropriate course of action is to not fine you. Um, instead, what you wanted them to say was, yeah, judge told us we were in Hoffs, and even we can't disagree with that, to be honest, so, <laughs> sorry. Look here, my cousin's a QC. Get in the back of the van! Still continuing in the vein of people pretending that something they didn't want to happen is just fine. Yes. You must have seen, well, I know you did because you introduced it earlier, this amazing thing that happened just before we went to record, and we had to mention it, which is about the group Insulate Britain. This is one of my favourite things. This this gives me hope that creative interventions are having new life breathed into them. What they've done, right, Dave, is that they've they found the Environment Secretary, um, which, to be honest, is a feat in itself, because I haven't seen or heard anything from him for about a year. But uh, well, they, well, it isn't when he's got an office in Cornwall with his name above the door. Yes, well, they found that office and bought it. They, ra- <laughs> they raised some money and bought the office. Now... <laughs> That, of course, means that they are now the landlord of the Environment Secretary and the Environment Secretary is paying them rent and the Environment Secretary's rent comes from the House of Commons. You know, that's where the money comes from, obviously. Uh, So they are being paid rent by the Environment Secretary and they are using that rent to 
support court costs of all the Insulate Britain act, uh, activists who have been put before the court, put before the judges because uh, of blocking roads and stuff. And that is just wonderful. Isn't that is just sweet as a nut. I've been at this a while and I've never seen that deployed. I'm sure it has been in other things. I'm sure that as far as I know, it's like a mainstay of sort of protest movements in the past. I just don't know. I've never seen it, right? It's so it's simultaneously it's like your Greenpeace boulders, right? It's simultaneously like really annoying the person who you want to annoy, trolling them. Like it's simultaneously whilst also actively helping your cause yeah. at their expense. It's Really, really clever. And like, you don't have to think, you know, I don't think the Babel has a firm opinion on whether Insulate Britain is a good thing or not. You don't have to think they're a good thing or not to go fair play. And the thing I just wanted to say about this is this section should be called the Gritted Teeth Ideological Statement of the Week Award. Because <laughs> if it was you or I, Ul, that got our gaff bought from under us by someone we despise, we would probably go... I'm really pissed off about that. I'm not having it. I can't believe that's happened. They've done it just to annoy me. The bastards. They shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't, they be, shouldn't allowed. be allowed. Right. Someone should make that kind of thing illegal, yeah. right? But you can't say that if you are a Conservative minister who thinks... We live in a free country and investors are free to invest in property irrespective of their political views. There is no law that requires a landlord and a tenant to share the same political opinions. You have to say that. You have to say, I mean, that is like the core <laughs> tenet of conservatism, yes. isn't it? It's like property. Like, you you have the right to buy property. Yeah. It's yours. Do with it what you like. Oh, you can't, you can't say good. it. You can't, you can't admit that landlords are capable of being vexatious bastards. You can't say that. <laughs> so you have to say, well, it's a free country. People can buy my property. Don't have to agree with them. I'm fine. <laughs> totally fine. Why it's coming out all loud and squeaky? Because really, I'm fine. Very good. Uh, you made an excellent point. I thought in the prep doc, which is that presumably they're going to be insulating it. Yeah, I didn't want to point that out. It seems a bit churlish, but you would hope so. <laughs> or ask the tenant to do it at their expense. That's what I would yeah, do. So, well, actually, no. They could, as a point, they could say, "Look, it's been whatever it's been like twelve years since standards were first mooted for." private landlords to increase the energy efficiency of their building and since then all the landlords associations have been saying oh no this is a desperate imposition on our poor beleaguered yeah. landlord members so they should presumably be consistent with that and say as a landlord we couldn't possibly we'd only have to pass the costs on to I mean, our poor tenants look at this it's terribly constructed look come off of me and it's coming off of me <laughs> Right, that is just about it for another episode of The Babble. Thank you very much, Dave, for babbling magnificently. Uh, thank you, as ever, to Dickie Moore for the music uh, that ends, begins and intertwinkles this podcast and for Arthur Stovall's artwork, which adorns everything about Ooh. us, including you, our T-shirts. Do you think, do you well, think Arthur Stovall's <laughs> artwork is available as a nufta? I As a nufta? Um, it should be. Perhaps this episode of The Babble should be available as a nufta. Should we make this... Should we get an NFT for this? I don't know how you do that. We'll do uh, that. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do yes, that. you can. Sorry for interrupting. Yes, you can get Arthur Stovall's artwork. If you don't want to get a nufter of it, you can get it on our T-shirts. What you can buy at wobbly wobbly wobbly.sustainababble.fish. Thank you to Arabella 
for so nobly reading out the eco guff. Welcome back, Arabella. Welcome back. Now, uh, if you want to get in touch with us and say, no, you still don't understand anything about the modern world, uh, you <laughs> let's, can. You, let's face it, you will. <laughs> you can do so by emailing hello at sustainababble.fish. You can tweet us at the Babble Wagon, or you can just search Facebook for us. Sustainable. You can, you can ping us on Ethereum. You can ping us. On, you can find us on Discord, fomenting uh, social discontent. Uh, we're you, not. We're not on Discord. No. Uh, what else? What, what, what's the other one that, that all the right wing TikTok? Lot no, not oh, TikTok. No, the other one. Um, uh, Fashbook. Oh, haven't heard of that. Is that a thing? Uh, Facebook for fascists. Oh, no, no, I just made it up. Okay, very no. good. Yeah, anyway, find us on... We're on some old social media, but yes, not yes, the new yes. ones. Come on, you know the idea. Now, we are a listener-funded podcast, apart from the odd advert. Thank you very much to those who support us. It pays the long-term bills, and thank you very much for so doing. You can chip in with the loyal babble funding army no nufties there you get actual access to your dave and actual ol including finding out about guests we've got coming up and generally feeling good in the same way as if you'd adopted ol and dave from a sanctuary and you can go to www.patreon.com slash sustainable right i'm off to further read wikipedia to see if i can understand modernity um yeah i don't understand it and i'm not sure i ever will but I, i'm gonna keep trying I'm off to take a screen grab of all the bits of the prep dog you can't read out because you'll get sued by someone, put them on the internet and make myself a fortune. How about that? (laughs) Okay. Bye! Bye! Hey, oh, 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 oh. Do you know someone said the other day... Oh. Where was this? Someone said... That like the jokes at the end of this are actually really good. Someone, someone said that. Oh, oh, oh! And my heart sank when I saw that because I, I didn't have any chance of stopping oh. you doing it anyway. But now you have like legitimate. I cut it out. I cut it out last week because it had gone on long enough already, and I didn't tell the joke properly. I'm going to tell that joke again in a few weeks differently. But it's another. Oh, joke. Shut up I'll listen. pretend to find it just as funny next time. Oh, hi. Two parrots on a perch. One of them says, you smell fish. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like See? That. I like that. Good joke. Good joke. <laughs>